Welcome and thanks for listening to another show of The Health Zone. I'm Mihal Mahuna. Check out and like our Facebook page on www.facebook.com forward slash The Health Zone Show or follow us on Twitter on the letter D Health Zone or log on to our website on www.thehealthzoneshow.com If you subscribe to our mailing list on there, you will get The Health Zone Show delivered to your inbox every week and also you'll get a copy of our free book called How to Transform Your Health in 2016. Also, if you have any feedback on the show or if you would like to get in touch with us, our email is tunein at thehealthzoneshow.com. Today I am talking with Course in Miracles teacher, Reverend Maria. Hello, Maria. Hi, Michal. How are you over there? I'm happy. That's great. <laughs> so, but tell me, Maria, who are you and, and what do you do? Who am I? I'm a perfect child of God. <laughs> um, well, what I do is I'm I'm a speaker and, and a minister uh, here in Los Angeles. And I, I speak here often in the Los Angeles area at, at Unity Church, as well as I um, do spiritual counseling and, and speak all over the world about A Course in Miracles. Um, so I would say I'm a teacher of A Course in Miracles, but I'm also a student. Um, and I feel that I'm an instrument of, um, of just wanting to be truly helpful in the world. So that's who I am in, in human form. I'm from Miami and I am Cuban American. So that's who I am. What has been your own journey into this type of work, Maria? Well, I've been, um, since I was very young, um, I've always been very, um, attracted by um spirituality um not 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 religion as much um i think that started with my family because my mom and dad were from different religions my mother was catholic and my dad was presbyterian and um they were such beautiful parents in the sense of that they never forced me to any religion they basically told me when i was ready to to make that decision i can make that for myself and ultimately i didn't make any decision <laughs> i um I found The Course in Miracles about 1999, um, thanks to Mary Williamson's book, Return to Love. Um, I know that she was also on the show as well, um, speaking, right, Michal? She was on the show? That's right. She was here, I think it was maybe possibly about two months ago now at this stage, yeah. Yeah, so I um, I read her book, Return to Love, in 1999. I was very desperate, um, just, just depressed and, and unhappy and constantly looking for my happiness outside of myself and struggling a lot. Um, and at the time, I, I had everything. You know, I was, my background is I'm, I'm, I'm an actress and TV host, and I've been doing acting for 18 years. And at the time, I, I was unhappy. You know, I had a great boyfriend and everything, but I was just insecure. And when I found Marianne's book, I, I felt it started to bring me some comfort. Um, but it wouldn't be six years later till I would find, well, till I would finally find The Course in Miracles because she kept on talking about this blue book. And I was like, what the heck is she talking about? So when I was at Unity Church in Miami one day, they were having a workshop and um, the teacher said, this is a world of cause and effect. You know, we're not a victim of the world that we see. Um, you know, forgiveness is remembering the love you gave and the love that you received in the past. And I literally fell off my chair. Like, I was like, what is this? Like, I'm not a victim of the world that I see. <laughs> and I, even though I didn't understand these concepts at the time, I knew it would be my journey. So that's when it began. And I can't say that, you know, it had been an easy road. You know, I don't, I don't think any spiritual practice, if you're really going to dive deep, is is comfortable. Um, but I did keep at it. And um, in about. When I, I was kind of in my early 30s, when I was going through uh, 2009, actually, um, I, I was going through a divorce and um, I found a, a class, a school called Pathways of Light, which is actually based on the Course in Miracles. So I dove in um, because I felt that I can get my healing there at Pathways of Light, um, not necessarily to be a minister. It's actually a ministerial school ministerial curriculum based on the course and I said let me go not to be a minister because I'm no way minister you know I'm an actress and host and model like I'm not remotely interested in being a teacher or anything like that 
Um, I was doing it for my healing. And, you know, I was just in presence and I was serving and I was doing my best and diving in on the classes. And I got ordained in 2012 as a minister, a reverend, and I started to receive all these opportunities. Um, I got asked to speak at Unity of Burbank. Um, one time the minister couldn't be there and I spoke. And when I got up there and I started sharing, um, I knew it was my path, my, my path. I knew that this is what I had to do. Um, when I saw people laughing and crying and, and just I could really connect with people and understand people. And I decided to to say, wow, I, I need to embrace this because I had pushed it aside. I was like, I am not this like this is not what I thought I was supposed to be doing with my life. And when I finally embraced it, it was it all came to me. And I think that that's the beautiful part. It's like I didn't consciously say I wanted to ever do this. It was something that was given to me and it was so easy and effortless. I think that that's such a beautiful message that we can actually just trust and not have to make happen or manipulate anything and things will come in a very in ease and grace. And it's not like we don't do anything, although it comes from a space of inspiration more than trying to force something, if that makes sense. And why do you think we force things to happen? Well, I think that's what we've been taught. You know, that that's what we know. Of course, the miracles would say we have a two, two mind, you know, two different thought systems in our mind, the ego and the Holy Spirit. So so the ego part of our mind, that part that 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 is is in fear, um, it doesn't trust. So we force things. I mean, it's very unconscious. You know, I feel that in, in society has taught us that we have goals. And we need, we need to make things happen. And, and the more that we have goals and we make things happen, the happier we will be. And I think that that's what it is. I think it's a state of mind that we've been conditioned and we're completely transed out. And we're on automatic pilot, just forcing things um, and not trusting. And I think that we're left depleted and tired. Um, so our job is to, to switch that up and to choose the Holy Spirit, choose the voice of love, and, and let go and, 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 and begin to have a relationship with your internal teacher, your inner wisdom, and come from that space in everything you do. Um, I, w I always say that the goal is always peace first. Always peace first. My goal is never I want the job. I have to get the job. Um, when I was um, acting here in Los Angeles and I was going to auditions, you know, I began to say towards the end of, of my career in it, um, I would say, I want peace instead of this. I, I want peace. I don't need to have this job. And regardless if I will get it or not, I'll be peaceful because my happiness is not defined on that job. So I really find that helpful. But I feel that that's the biggest thing, Michael. I feel it's our, our mind, our thoughts. Um, what we've been taught is, is that we need to make that happen or we need to manipulate it. And we're doing it alone. You know, we, we have like this me, me, me consciousness, like it's all about me and I'm making it happen. And that is very, a very suffering path. I know because I lived it. It's a very, you, you suffer a lot. But when you start to take on doing it differently and trusting as, as I did, um, and just really trusting in, in that my opportunities were, were going to come to me, um, they, they do. They do because you're, you're, you're basically the prayer is may God's will be done. And when we say may God's will be done, we get out of our own way and that there's freedom in that. There's freedom in that. You give me an example of that, Maria. Wow. I have, I have so many. Um, this is, this is one I, um, I had gotten on, I had gotten on the wrong lane in Los Angeles in a road one time. And, and, um, I got, I got a ticket because it was like a fast lane and, and you have to pay for that lane. So I got, um, uh, you know, a letter in the mail that I had to pay this, this, this ticket. So when I get the letter, instead of making it real and letting and giving away my power and being like, Oh my God, this letter is so real. You know, I have to make this happen or I have to fix this. I didn't make the letter mean anything, but what it was, it's just a letter. Um, and I just looked at it. And I, and I didn't, I didn't get scared about it and say, and you know, and the truth was, is that I didn't really even do it on purpose. I got on that lane by mistake, but that's okay. I don't need to justify it. And, and I don't need to be right about it. All I need to do is, is to trust. 
So what I did was, is I, I eventually, by inspired thought, um, I don't, I don't hear voices or anything. I just feel impulses to, to, to act upon things in a certain way. So I just wrote the letter that I had gotten on the lane by mistake. And that was it. I never, I never, I never thought about that, the ticket again, ever. I just, it didn't enter my mind. And then a month later, I received the letter that, um, that, that they had taken away the ticket and that I didn't have to pay for it, that it, that they were taking it away. So my point of the story is that I had a, a positive result supposedly in the world about the ticket. Although at the end of the day, if I would have gotten the result that they wouldn't have given me the credit, that would have been okay too, because I'm not defined by what happens outside of me. Um, I do take actions. And, and in this case, I, I got the ticket taken out, but let's say I did have to pay for it. That's okay too. Does that, and I think that that's the powerful thing. I think, I think the message here is that we make things a very, very big deal. Like, the IRS, like here in America, you know, the taxes, like, you know, if the IRS goes after you, that's like a very big deal. Or if you need to go get your license, that's a very big deal. Or, you know, if you have custody issues with your husband, that's a big deal. So I feel that we need to learn how, how to not to take our, to come and take back our power and not make the big deals, take away our energy from the big deals. Cause that is how we suffer. That's how we can't live our happy because we make it so real. Like this is really, really happening. And we start to become observers and be like, wow, you know, this is not a big deal. This is exactly what it's supposed to be. And, and, and you would say, well, Maria, you're crazy. Like, this is happening. I'm going through a divorce and, and I'm going through a custody battle. Yes, you are. Although, who are you going to be in that? What thoughts are you going to have? You know, at the end of the day, it's all in our minds, in our thoughts, what we're thinking. So, you know, instead of falling into the trap of making it a big deal and suffering, you can be in observer mode and, and, and come from that space with Holy Spirit to work on that together versus you do it alone and make it happen. You think it's our identification with what's happening to us or in front of us displaying the suffering? Yeah, it's, it's, it's complete identification. It's like um, our self-image. It's like we, we believe that that's who we are. You know, there's, there's a beautiful part in the course. Um, there's a lesson. It's called My Mind is Part of God's I Am Very Holy. It's lesson 35. Basically, you know, it, it's, it talks about your self-image, like I see myself as imposed on, or I see myself as depressed, or I see myself as failing, or I see myself as endangered or helpless. You know, it's like in our mind, like we see ourselves like this, and that's what we project. Um, that's why it's very important to start to let go of those self-images with the Holy Spirit and come back to our truth and start to let go. I feel like it's like a heavy coat, you know, of different types of personalities that we've taken on that are bullshit. You know, they're not true. Um, they're not the truth of who we are, you know. And and when I say that, that, you know, we're part of God and that we're perfect, I don't say it lightly. It's the truth. And I think it's time for us to really get that. Um, I know because I experienced it. You know, for a long time, um, I was I was studying, you know, the Course in Miracles and I wasn't getting any results. You know, I was um, I was suffering, even though I was studying the Course because I was making this world very real. And again, I was looking for my happiness outside. So when I began um, becoming a minister and I started to to more than learn, learn these things, you know, learn them, read them, I began to live them and experience them. Um, I took that on and I, and I was ready. Um, I had read, I had, you know, heard Oprah all my life and I had read all these self-help books and I couldn't get a, get my healing on. And it wasn't until I started to practice this whole thing of letting go of big deals and to really be ready to heal that um, I started to experience an awakening in my mind of, of wow, okay, this is it. Um, and, and I know that it happened because I started to see how I wasn't sad, and sad one day and happy another day. It was more of a consistent peace throughout, throughout my experience. As of before, it was like glimpses of happiness, not total happiness. And that came from having the courage to finally experience this. Because I feel, Michal, when you, um, sometimes, you know, I have my, my, my clients, my one-on-one -on -one clients that come for counseling that, you know, they, they want to change, but not really, you know, um, they're not completely ready. I feel that um, we're, we're so in the pain and, and we get a lot out of it in other ways that they're just not ready. So. I feel that I got to a point in my life that I, I had had so much suffering that I was like, okay, I am done, but I was really done. 
Um, I feel that a lot of people um, aren't, you know, they're like, oh, I want love, but I, I want to feel unworthy, you know, or, or I want abundance and I'm going to worry about, you know, my bank account. So it's very contra contradictory. So we have to get to the point, at least that's what I work with with my clients, is that I am love and I am love. I am abundance and I am abundance, not but. You know, that but needs to be taken out because I suffer with that. You know, I was so contradictory. I was, I was like, oh, I was affirming affirmations all day long and then my life was shit, you know, because I wasn't, I, I, I was acting in the world like a victim. Um, <clears throat> so I feel that we need to um, begin to understand the way our mind works. I feel that the Course in Miracles says we're too, um, we're too, we're okay with mind wandering. We're super okay with mind wandering. Our mind is super undisciplined. It feels that society would be so much more freer. I know because of the experience I have understanding the way our mind works and how does it work, right? Well, there's two thought systems. I said again, Holy, Holy Spirit, ego, you can call it love and light. You can, I mean, you call it love, light and fear, or you can call it um, you know, black and white or right and, and left, whatever you want, right? So when we start to understand that there's two thought systems that are running the show and depending on which one we're choosing, we're going to have peace or not, then we're, then we start to, okay, that now this makes sense because now I have something to work with here. But for so long I have been, and many of us have been just waking up in the morning and just going through life, like if nothing, like this is just my life. And I have to wake up and get my coffee and go to work. And then this is my life. And this is all that there is versus of thinking, wow, what else? There's something else here. You know, I'm the creator of my, my world. I'm the creator to experience the love that I am in my life, depending on what I'm choosing. And I'm the, I'm the decision maker. You know, you decide, you decide what experience you're going to have. And from that space, you can't be a victim of the world that you see. And then you start doing the happy dance, you know? I, I do the happy dance all the time, Mihal. Do you? <laughs> I don't. I do a bit of dancing, but I don't do the happy dance, no. <laughs> I'd like to find out more, Ashley, you know? <laughs> well, the happy dance is just jumping up and down, you know, <laughs> with joy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I say happy dance as a symbol of, of just a happy state of being that, you know, you're not you're not um, defined by the world anymore. You know, you're like, you know, you're, you know, like you're living in the world, but you also know that this is not all there is, you know, and, um, and you, you, you're also within the world and not being transed out by the world any longer. Um, I feel that that's ultimately how, how we can get to doing the happy dance because we're like, oh my God, like this no longer needs to have my attention or I no longer need to suffer about this. Um, and does it take a lot of work? Um, is it hard? Does it suck? Um, yeah, it does. You know, I, I've had to go through really hard times to get to where I am. Um, and I've had to go through to the darkness. You know, I feel that sometimes we don't want to feel our feelings because um, they're uncomfortable or because we don't want to go there. Or we, or if we're spiritual, we say, oh, no, I've healed that. You know, I'm spiritual. I, I don't want to go to the past and remember that. And, you know, I always say, no, you know, that's, that's, that's being stupid in a way, because why would we not want to go there? That's not being spiritual, you know, be, being spiritual is actually going there and being willing to go to the darkness and bring the light to the darkness. I feel that that's where the healing takes place. Really, really feeling our feelings. You know, I'm, I feel depressed or I feel sad or, or I'm upset because of this. And really verbalize it, everything. Be very, very honest and give it over to Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, let me see this another way. Let me choose again. Let me see this differently. It's constantly in our mind, Mihal. Like everything is in our thoughts. Um, and I feel that the more that we do it, it's like going to the gym when you work out. The more that you work out your mind and the more that you, you, you choose Holy Spirit again, you choose the truth again, you automatically just start doing it. And then your life is like, amazing your experience of life is like amazing because you start walking around with a gentle smile and you're like wow you know like this world is like you know it's a bunch of bullshit <laughs> and and within it I'm going to enjoy the ride I'm going to enjoy this dream and then and then life just becomes so much better 
if you kind of look at news and, and you start watching, which I haven't watched the news like in over like I think six years. I don't I don't know about the news, but I know because I see some of the news with the Facebook and things like that. And um, or people or people tell me or my mom, my mom makes sure she keeps me aware of what's going on in the world. That's for sure. I'm always like, Mom, please, I don't need to know. But she, she makes sure I know. Um, yeah. And the, the things that I hear and stuff, it's like it's just another symbol. It's just another um, evidence that 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 this world is 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 what it is. You know, it's it's very interesting, but there's evidence of it everywhere with all the stuff that goes on that, um, you know, th this is not a kind world, you know, and, and I feel that 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 we don't need to sugarcoat that anymore. Like, oh, yeah, life is beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's life is beautiful in your experience within your mind. And that's where life is beautiful. Yeah. It's not in the world. And, and we know because we experience that, you know, and I feel that when we get that, we're free as well. Does that make sense? Completely. You're thinking fearful thoughts. You're going to be looking at the world through the filters of fear. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like you see, you know, you see in the world like, you know, the like the presidential thing that's going on right now in America with Donald Trump and this and that. Or you see, you know, kids suffering or you see, you know, abuse of animals or whatever it is. You know, you see all these things and, and you're, you're like, you can't say that this world is not, you know, a disaster. You know, you, we cannot say that. We cannot say that it's also not ego driven because it is. But it's, it's not bad or good, but it's the opportunity to recognize that, to know that. I think that that's what the power is in. You know, it's like, OK, this is what this is. Let's not sugarcoat it anymore. But let's let's work on this together collectively, you know, because we're all one in the mm -hmm. mind. Let's, let's hire consciousness. Let's, let's, let's bring the love, you know, let's, let's, let's no longer judge the images that we're seeing. Let's begin to, to transform them. Let's see them differently. Let's stop making them real, you know, because I think the first thing that people do is that they make the news very real. Again, I go back to making things a big deal, you know, with like Donald Trump, like that's very real, you know, he's running for president, you know, to be a president, that's very real. Um, and, and then when we start to realize that, you know, even within his, e e his, his mad ego going around, we look at him and we're like, wow, you know, there's love in there. The same love that's in me. That's what we need to focus on versus on, on, on what we're seeing with the physical eyes, because we're not even really seeing we're not even really seeing we're seeing from past judgments we're seeing from the past you know the course would say we're always bringing the past into the present that's why my constant prayer is always in the moment holy spirit let me not bring my past into my present let me choose right now in this space to see things anew to see things through your eyes let me see through through the lens of the holy spirit at this moment so i don't bring my past experiences to my present moment it's very freeing and that's what we that's what, you know, I, there's this whole thing that I teach my Course in Miracles group on Monday. I have one here in Los Angeles, a Spanish group. And um, I always share that our, our, one of our, jo our job as, 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 as mind, heal mind healers in the world and, and doing our part is to hold everything and everyone in high regard, no matter the form. No matter the form. So however the form is, Michal, whatever it is. Our job is to hold everything in high regard. And that means hold everything in love. So if somebody's acting up in front of you and being nasty or whatever it is, our job is to see that person in Christ's vision, to see the truth in that person in higher energy versus react to it or make it more real. We're not doing justice there, right? So it, our job is to see it and be like, wow, okay, it's a call for love. My brother's calling for love. Or... Right now, he's in, he's insane, just like I have been insane in my life. So how am I going to judge my brother or sister for being insane when I have also been insane, right? They're just having a moment. Love them. Love them. So if someone is responding to you with a lot of anger, how does one respond to that from what you just said? Good question. You know, I, I always love the practicality. Um, I think that's very important. So I, I appreciate your question. Um, well, again, the the like I was sharing is in that moment when that person is acting from anger is the opportunity for you to stop yourself and, and stop the judgment right away and say, okay, and stop. First of all, that's the first thing, not let your, your mind one, one run wild. And then you look and then you, you, you experience the experience of this person acting out. And then the course would say it's time for forgiveness. So it's time to say, okay, I'm seeing this for a reason. Sometimes we don't know why, because remember, we're, the Course in Miracles would say it's a mirror. 
So this person, if, if it's if, if that person's angry and you're also experienced anger, that person, the Course of Miracles would say that person is your teacher. So that person's showing you or acting up something so that you can also heal. So you can see that person showing you what you still have unhealed in your mind. So this person's giving you the opportunity to heal your mind. That's all they're doing. They're not attacking you. They're not doing anything. Basically, that person's a symbol for you to come back to God. So you see it and you're like, okay, this is my teacher right now. I get to play. I get to play. I get to heal. First thing you say is, Holy Spirit, come into my mind and let me see this person differently. Let me see the situation differently. And you give it over to Holy Spirit and ask for a miracle. Holy Spirit, I want, I want a miracle. I want a change of perception. And, you know, you might not experience it at that moment. You might not feel any difference at that moment. But I could assure you, because it's happened to me many, many, many times, I'll be doing something and I will feel a sensation of deep peace come out of nowhere. It's because the healing has taken place and that that no longer bothers you. Um, but it's a consistent practice, Michal. I mean, we constantly need to be practicing these tools. We need to constantly be choosing Holy Spirit in our mind. And we need to be very, very um, aware of our mind. We need to be very aware of how how our mind is 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 um is going, where our thoughts are going. We're we're too lenient with with mind wandering, as I said earlier. So at that moment, we need to choose thoughts of love for that person. You know, that person is is whole and complete. That person's my teacher versus judge them. Now, sometimes, you know, people will probably be listening to this and say, Maria, but how about if 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 it's really um, you know, it's so it's happening. It's very real. Like, like this is such an awful situation. Like this person's being very mean or whatever it is. You know, I would say, yes, you know, that is the experience. You know, that person's ego is acting up, but we're not in charge of that person's ego. What you're in charge of is your mind. And do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? That's the question. So at that, at that moment, yeah, that that's happening. Although, do you want to finally live a happy life? Do you want to finally let go of the grievances? At that moment, that brother or sister is giving you the opportunity to come home. It's giving you the opportunity to remember God in your mind. It's giving you the opportunity to be one with everything if you so choose. So that's what's so beautiful. And, and I'm not saying it like all pretty and saying it like it's, it's, um, it's um, very superficial. No, this is really deep. And it's very true. Because I've experienced it. And Maria, how can we find it so challenging to forgive another person? Well, we find it really challenging, I feel, because it's that we're so used to, we're addicted to suffering. You know, we're addicted to crucifying ourselves. You know, we, we, we identify with our ego. We think we are our ego. One of the chapters in my book is that, is, is you are not who you think you are. You are not who you think you are. We think we are our ego. We believe we are ego. Why? Because we feel that we're in a body and we're separate. Like this is who I am. I am Maria and I'm a body and I am separate. So it's hard for me to forgive or hard for anybody to forgive because we feel that something is really happening. So as long as we believe that something is really happening and it's not coming, coming from us, we're going to suffer. You know, so that's why it's extremely important to recognize the way our mind works so we can say, wait a second, I am not my ego. There's no way that I am my ego. Yeah, it appears that I am, but there has to be something else. And we've been run by the ego since we're born. So we think it's us. So we think we're limited. We think we're unworthy. We, you know, we think that something's been done, being done to us. We think that we're a victim of the world that we see as a course would say. So that's why we can't forgive because we're holding on to our identity. We're holding on to we are a body and we're separate. Now, it's really important now that you talk about forgiveness because the course is all about forgiveness. That is the main teaching of the course. But I want to make sure that everyone's clear about what is true forgiveness based on the course because it's not the true traditional forgiveness based on um, what, what we've been taught by the world. So the, the worldly forgiveness is, I would say, I forgive you, Michal, because you did something, right? So I forgive you because you did that. Or if I forgive somebody, oh, I, for, I forgive you because, because I have Jesus and you don't. 
So that's the type of forgiveness the world would say. That something has happened, so let me forgive you for that. Now, the Course in Miracles forgiveness, as I said earlier, is only remembering the love you give in and the love that you received, and all else is an illusion. So that's true forgiveness based on the Course in Miracles. And the Course in Miracles would say that the forgiveness is the change of perception from fear to love. So the first step of forgiveness is when somebody's doing something, you realize in one way or another it's coming from you. You have projected it. And it's very unconscious. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't matter. You don't need to know why. The, the ego always wants to know why. Sometimes that's why the Course says you would say, I don't know what anything means. So you look at it, you're like, wow, I see this image. I take responsibility for this image. Then the second step would be, I forgive. I forgive this person for what in reality they truly haven't done. Now, you would say they, they haven't done it because they haven't in the love that they are. Supposedly, they've done it in form, but the form is not real. It's an illusion because the Course in Miracles says only love is real. All else is an illusion. So you forgive the person for what they haven't done because in reality, they haven't done it. The reality of their true self, the reality of them and God has not done anything. So you forgive them for what you haven't done, for the, what they haven't done. And then you give it over to Holy Spirit for a change of perception. Say, Holy Spirit, I want to see this differently. I want to see this through your eyes. So that would be the forgiveness process of the course. And I, I hope people find it helpful because it's very helpful for me. What is the purpose of forgiveness then, Maria? Wow. You know, I mean, the purpose of forgiveness is finally freedom and happiness. You know, the purpose of forgiveness is that we start to undo all of our grievances within our mind and we get to come home. You know, the Course of Miracles says, you know, we're we're not home. You know, we're, we're not home. We're 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 in um, <laughs> we're in the CF. Michal, we're in the CF. <laughs> <It's the> CF. <laughs> so so um, for, forgiveness brings us home, you know, constantly, um, you know, with a second within the second, forgiving every image, forgiving everything that's coming in, into your consciousness that you feel as an attack is um, undoing. It's undoing within your mind, which the Course of Miracles calls the atonement. Um, and I would say in abbreviation, I would say attunement, you know, at one mint, you know, atonement is at one mint. Um, you start to undo the grievances in your mind so that you can experience the joy and love of God. So, um, forgiveness is essential in this in this path of um, of spirituality, and again, it's not the forgiveness of the world. It's the it's what you know. It's what the Course in Miracles would say forgiveness is, which is so powerful. Um, a lot of people say, "Well, I mean, I mean, what do you mean?" You know, I would say that too. What do you mean, forgive the person for what they haven't done? You know, that's that's radical. You know, what do you mean that it's happening? Well, because we have to start to disengage our, our vision, disengage our thoughts from, from that this world is so real. And when we start to realize that it's not real, um, we um, experience a heavenish state. Um, but with my, my experience, it takes something. It really takes something. Um, e even, even in my darkest moments, I wasn't ready. And I remember hearing from inspired thought, you're not ready. And I was pissed. You know, I was like, what do you mean I'm not ready? I mean, I'm ready. Like I've, I've been to ministerial school. I've done this. I've done that. How, how could I not be ready? Because our guilt and our sadness is so unconscious that, um, that we don't, we can't get out of the fear and the, and the pain. Um, and and I and I always help my clients and myself as well constantly to to be ready to say that's it no more and I feel that we need to get to that point of like I'm done like I'm done I really want to understand my mind I really want to stop suffering but it's like it's not even done in a in an intellectual level it's not done at the learning level it's done in an experience level it's done within your within your thoughts and your mind. And, and it takes something, it takes courage, it takes being resilient, it takes, it takes saying I'm done. You know, you'd be surprised how, how many people work with me and I tell them, okay, go home and do this for a week. You know, um, do, your do this meditation for a week and then write and journal about the, the insights you get from Holy Spirit, give over your grievances to Holy Spirit and then come back next week, right? So when they come back, they haven't done the work. Oh, I've been too busy. I've done this and I've done that. 
You see, so this is what I'm saying. These people are suffering, but they don't want to do the work. And that's what I'm getting at, you know, and I think that that's why I've been able to heal my mind is because I was I was willing to go there. I was do I was willing to do whatever it took, even if it was uncomfortable. Who was the hardest person in your own life for you to forgive? I I have had I've had many, but I actually did um a, a huge forgiveness process that um I down I had a download of from inspiration last year. I think it's powerful to share. Um my 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 biggest learning in this lifetime has been with men. Um because I've always wanted to look for my happiness in a relationship and i've always made men my god so if i didn't have a boyfriend i was sad or if my relationship with a guy wasn't working i was sad or if the guy would leave me i was sad so my identity was with a man all my life and i suffered a lot because of that so last year you know i had um, an encounter that i met somebody and i remember that i started to get anxiety again i started to get very anxious and I didn't know, and and it was very uncomfortable. And I was like, you know, I really want to heal this. I I no longer want to suffer. I want to be able to experience the opposite of this. I want to be able to experience being worthy of love. I want to experience, um, you know, having a relationship and not having to be worried if what what am I going to text or 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 if I'm going to call this person. And it was just it was just uncomfortable. So I remember after doing a service at Unity. Um because I'm still working on myself every day. And I tell this to everybody, you know, I am teaching, but I'm also working on myself all, all the time. So I got home and I got this download me hall. That was so cool. I basically um, got the inspiration. You need to forgive. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you need to forgive. You need to, you need to forgive. You need, you need to, you don't only need to, you need to forgive your father. That's what I heard. And I was like, I need to forgive my father. Okay. Yeah, but you don't only need to forgive your father. You need to forgive all the men in your life. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so I basically just, it's basically, it was a seven-day process. I was like guided to do the seven-day process of sitting with myself and every morning and picking a couple people in my life and going through my, the, my past with them and how I made them wrong and how they hurt me. And then changing it around and asking Holy Spirit's perspective on everything and having a healing. So I, the first person that came to my mind, which is actually doesn't come across as my biggest grievance, would be my father. Because when I was three months old, he committed suicide. And even though I thought it didn't hurt me because I had never met him, unconsciously it, it did. And I didn't know that until I did the exercise. Because what came up in the exercise was that he abandoned me. So in my life, I always felt abandonment from men. So I feel that that has been my biggest forgiveness is to is to forgive my father and understand that I am worthy of love and that in truth, I was never abandoned. And what I received in the exercise was that my father never abandoned me. He basically had his own path and he chose that path and it had nothing to do with me personally. And also that... He, it was a loving act in the sense of, I wouldn't be where I am if, 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 if he wasn't, if he was in my life, just because of his personality and who he was being, it would have hindered my, me as a soul. That's what I was given. So it was very interesting to just see it differently. It was so beautiful to, to have another take on it. So I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful, um, Michal. And then after that, I, I started to forgive other other people, you know, all the men in my life um, every day and pick three or four. And I would be sobbing, Miha. I was like just crying and crying and just healing. I was exhausted. I remember that I had to give talks the next day or, or speak at a woman's conference or something. And I was exhausted. I would take my assistant with me and I'll be like, oh, my goodness, give me some water. And just because I was just I was just healing and healing deeply these relationships with men. And I started to see that all of them had a pattern. All of them, I felt insecure. All of them, I felt unworthy. Um, all of them, I had the experience, they abandoned me. Um, and I was able to break that cycle. And I'm never going to forget that 
after I did this process, I remember the person I was dating at the time, it just went away. Um, I didn't feel that anxiety anymore. I didn't feel like I needed to prove myself. I didn't feel unworthy of the relationship anymore. And I had I had a healing that occurred. Um, but as you can see, my Michal, I had to go deep. And I had to go to go back in time. And and I had to feel that pain and 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 um and fear and sadness. And it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Um, but I love it because guess what? I get to live. I, I get to experience truth. I get to be awake. I don't longer get, you know, I'm no longer a puppet or on trans doubt. I get to really be alive and not be dead because I feel like I was dead. I feel like I was dead in the area of romantic love. I feel like I was dead in self-love. And um, I chose to, I chose differently. And I'm grateful for that. How come we find it so hard to have, say, healthy and authentic relationships? Well, my experience is, is um, they don't work because The Course of Miracles would say they're special relationships. Um, the Course of Miracles, there's two different type of relationships we have. They're special or they're, they're, um, they're holy relationships. Um, so a special relationship usually is people are pretending, so they don't work because usually we're trying to get something out of the other person. So what can you give me and what can I give you? So it's based on 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 a taking as of as of a holy relationship. The course would say is how can I give no matter what? So I feel that a lot of relationships don't work because we're constantly um, trying to get um, something from the other person or we're projecting our fears onto the other person as well. Um, it's like the whole thing of when Jerry Maguire said in the movie, you complete me which came out, which became very popular, is that we're constantly looking outside for somebody to complete us. Now, that's what I experienced. Like, I was looking constantly outside to be filled by something, you know? So then when I would find that person, that person was my savior because that person is going to fill something in me and complete me. And how limiting is that? How sad is that? Eventually, that relationship is not going to work. Because I'm I'm coming from a place that I'm not complete. So the Course of Miracles would say we need to work on holy relationships of where we come together in our completeness. And we're honest. We're like, okay, this is my baggage. Look at all this baggage I have. Look at all this shitty baggage I have. Then the other person says, okay, look at my shitty baggage. Look at all this baggage I have. All right. But it's, at least it's out in the open. You know, here's all the baggage. So let's bring it together and let's work on this baggage together. Let's heal together. Let's raise consciousness together. Let's be honest about our baggage and heal and, and, and have this experience of healing our minds together. And the other way, the reasons that relationships don't work is because it's the opposite. It's like, let me hide my baggage. Let me pretend everything's fine. Let me pretend that I'm okay, that, um, that you didn't bring me flowers. As simple as that. Or let me be okay that, that you don't tell me you love me or think I'm beautiful. You know, that's, we're not being authentic. We're not, we're, we're not being honest with our feelings. We're not being honest with, 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 with what our needs are. And um, we pretend a lot. Uh, we don't want to forgive. You know, we want to be right. Um, we, the biggest thing why relationships don't work is because we're, we're using an, the other person to be happy. We're using the other person to save us. You know, and I, I was finally free, Michal, when I was walking around in, in, in life and realizing that I was looking for love, the love of God outside of me in different variations and scenarios. And I finally realized that I had it, <laughs> that I had it all, all along. I've had it. I've had the love of God with me all along. So... That's why I feel relationships don't work because we're constantly looking for that person to fill a void within us and using them and using them to complete us. And Maria, is this a type of codependency or, or something else? Yeah, codependency, um, you know, you can call it lack of self-worth, um, unworthiness. You can call it fear. You can call it ego. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, you know, because of the ego, we're dependent on something else. You know, and, you know, you know, like I have other teachers like Gary Renard would say, you know, you know, we're, we are going to have special relationships and most of our relationships are going to be special. You know, they are going to be 
um, relationships that we are we are looking for something outside of us. That that's very common. Um, but I feel that we can have special relationships, but also be aware that we're doing that. I think that the the consciousness of being aware of anything is what gives us freedom. So yeah, you know, we live in a body, we're separate, this world seems real. So let's play in this world, but let's recognize that it's not real. Let's recognize that that relationship, that special relationship is there. But you know, you're like, okay, I know that this is a special relationship, but let me do my part in, in seeing this holy every day of my life. Let me do my part that this relationship serves. You know, so in A Course in Miracles, when you get, when you're in a relationship, you always give over the relationship to Holy Spirit. You always say, Holy Spirit, I give over this relationship with this person to you. So it may be of service. And I give it to you fully. And sometimes the relationship falls apart because what happens is when you give it over to the Holy Spirit, the truth is revealed. So it starts to become fragmented and the relationship could go away. Or... The truth is revealed and the relationship, they work through it and the relationship is healed. And then the, you know, the relationship lasts. But, you know, the Course in, the course in Miracles would say that it's already scripted. So who, those who will meet shall meet. And the relationships, you know, how long you're going to be with a person, that's already determined. So, you know, our, our job is, is just to do our part in, in how that relationship is going to bring us closer to the love that we are. How are we going to use that relationship to be able to see things within ourselves that we need to heal versus the other way around, which is looking for that person to make us happy? It's very powerful. You think soulmates exist? I, I don't know if I would call it soulmates, but I would say that what exists for me is 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 the opportunity to experience somebody or bring call somebody into your life. Because that is the highest best for your soul. So it could be soulmate in the sense of there could be that soul person in your life, that spirit that could come into your life so that you can, again, heal your mind. So I don't wouldn't call soulmate like romance, romantic relationships. I feel that that's very ego driven. But I would say that we have soul soul mates or soul people that come into our lives so we can awaken to our truth so we're constantly given opportunities to come back to god and awaken through our relationships but i wouldn't say that there's that one i feel that the whole the ego would say that is the one that is your soulmate and i feel that that separates because then we're in, in exclusive love so this is my soulmate and this is what it is. And this is my love. And this is my idol. So there's only exclusive love. But what, what we want to work on here in the course is saying we want to work on inclusive love. So oneness. So I wouldn't say there's that one. I would say there's many soulmates. <laughs> Oftentimes, Marie, partners can be blaming each other for their unhappiness. Why do you think that happens? Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> again, they want to be right. Again, they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to like um, own their shit. You know, they don't want to own their stuff. So they want to project it outside. You know, it's like you have all this unconscious guilt and you don't want to deal with it. You know, you have all these unworthiness issues and you don't want to deal with it in your mind. So you said, okay, let me project it. Let me project it onto my partner and let my partner deal with it. You know, let, let me see it outside of myself because I don't want to see it within me. You know, how delusional is that? <laughs> you know, let me project it outside into A, B, or C, whatever person's in front of you. So I don't have to deal with it within my mind. So what happens is, is that the ego would say, you've gotten away from it. You've gotten away from your guilt because your guilt is not in you anymore. Your guilt is in your brother. So now it's not in you, but the, but then there's, there's um there's a twist there because then what happens is you're going to see it outside of you and you're still going to suffer because you projected it outside of yourself so now you're going to have issues with the person in front of you because you have projected your guilt onto them so your job is to forgive your job is to forgive so this is this is why this happens i heard a while ago that there's actually three relationships in every relationship i don't know if you ever heard of that um, no, but you can share with me. You have a couple, like you have the relationship Mary has with herself, the relationship John has with himself, 
and then the relationship John and Mary have together. So that's three relationships. Yeah. So if any of those three relationships is actually out of sync, it affects all relationships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. You know, I feel I feel again, you know, our our relationships are our greatest teachers. You know, our relationships is where we're able to see in front of us what we need to heal. You know, that person showing us our unworthiness, that person showing us how we are loving. Um, it's like a mirror constantly. So that this is, you know, I feel that things have changed, though. You know, I feel that the, the consciousness is changing in the world. You know, there's more spiritual teachers. There's more spiritual teachings than ever. Now with social media, you know, there's there's so much more. So, you know, I really trust and know that our relationships are changing. And we're starting to recognize what they are for and starting to love each other more and being more kind. You know, I, you know, they always say that there's all this bad news and a lot of stuff going on in the world. Like I was saying earlier that, you know, this world is, is pretty dark, but you know, the, my experiences is as equally as there's a darkness, there's light. So there's so much light and loving stories that we don't hear about that are equally as, as wonderful, especially in relationships. But I love that we talked about relationships because that has been my biggest um, lesson in my life is is to have self-love and to not lose myself and my partner. You know, I feel a lot of us do that. Both men and women, we lose ourselves in our relationships and we make them very real and um, and we don't feel worthy of them and we sabotage them or not, you know. Um, but I'm so happy that in my life I'm finally falling in love with myself, falling in love with my true self. And whatever relationships I have are just an extension of that love. But that person is no longer my idol. That person no longer is, is my God because I found God in, my, in myself. Um, because I suffered so much. I suffered so much looking for, for my love in, in, in another body. And, um, and it's a, and, and you know what is, for me, it's, it's, um, it's a constant practice. It's a, it's, I'm constantly healing and working on that. If there's somebody out there tuning in and there are in a, a codependent relationship, would you have any suggestions and what they could do in that situation? Well, in a codependent relationship, I, I, the first suggestion is to, um, to ask the Holy Spirit for help and know that you're not alone, um, to give over the relationship to Holy Spirit to ask for guidance, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, I'm, I'm in this codependent relationship. I'm feeling sad. I'm, this relationship is not working. Um, I want my happiness. I want the best for this person. I want the best for me. I give over this relationship to you. Let me see this another way. Um, becoming aware that you're the creator of your life, that you can, you, your thoughts is what creates your experience. So I would begin to begin in my mind with my thoughts. What thoughts am I having about this person? What thoughts am I having about myself? Um, I want to create the good, the holy, and the beautiful. Um, I want to give over all this suffering to Holy Spirit now. And that's what I would do. I would, I would work on it. And then if it's extreme, you know, I would start looking for help, you know, in my community. You know, I had um, someone reach out to me that somebody that's in a, a relationship that is um, an abusive relationship. And um, I had my assistant reach out and give them some information on on some shelters and a lawyer. And because sometimes we have to do things in form, you know, because we're in a body. So it, we work on it on the mind and then we use symbols of the world to help us make that happen. Um, so sometimes we will need to do worldly things to especially if the cases are severe. Um, but ultimately, the healing is in our thoughts and in our mind. And Maria, I know you've wrote a book as well called Live Your Happy. Do you think we need to change the circumstances of our lives in order to be happy or is it enough just to change our minds about the circumstances and the people which are in front of us? Well, the book um, Live, Live Your Happy is is actually right now under public, their publishers. So there's four publish, three publishers right now that have it, that are interested in publishing it. So it's currently in the process. I've only done a book proposal, which I've only written two chapters. And then when I get the book, the book deal, then I would finish writing the book. But it's always about change our thought about what's happening. It's never about changing our circumstances because there's not going to be change in the, in the effect. You know, the world is, is the cause and effect. So the cause is in your mind and then the effect is outside. So it would be, 
you know, you can't be happy trying to change the effect because if you keep on trying to change the effect, you're not going to get any results because the effect is coming from your mind. So you need to go within your mind to change the projection. So it's kind of like when you're watching a movie, right? So if you're watching a movie and you want to change the movie, you're not going to go to the screen and scratch, scratch the screen and kick the screen because you're going to be exhausted, right? Because the movie's not going to go away because the movie's being projected. So that's what happens in the world. We get so upset and pissed off because our world is, our world is not changing. It's because we're trying to change our mother, our father, our brother. We're trying to change our boss. We're trying to change things outside. And we are exhausted because you, it's coming from you in your mind. So if you want to change the movie, what do we do? We go to the back, we go to the projector, and we change the movie. And guess what happens? Then it projects something different. So the key is that we change our mind. And within our mind is where we experience the world differently. And the more that we choose to change our mind to love constantly, the second within the second, we are free. And again, it's like going to the gym. and We need to practice this every, every day. Maria, how do we change our mind? It's a choice. So you're in your mind, like right now, I'm talking to you. I can say I choose Holy Spirit. I choose to experience this um, interview with you through Holy Spirit. Or I choose to experience this interview with ego. You know, it's my choice. And depending who I'm choosing is going to be my experience. So I change my mind by constantly inviting Holy Spirit in my mind. Holy Spirit, I want to see this through your eyes. Holy Spirit, I want to experience this through you. And, and choosing that. How do I know what I'm choosing? Because of my state of peace. So if I'm feeling uneasy, if I'm feeling um, nervous, if I'm feeling down, I stop myself and I choose again. I choose God again. I choose Holy Spirit again. I need to stop myself. Because if I don't stop myself, then I'm going to get into automatic pilot and I'm going to go to hell. You know, I'm going to feel like I'm in hell. So... I need to just, I need to stop myself, stop myself and observe and be like, okay, I'm thinking I'm unworthy. Okay. I'm thinking that I'm, I'm scared of this um, situation. All right. Holy spirit come into my mind because I'm falling into fear right now. And let me see this differently. That That's what I do. And I know that because I, I actually recently, I just finished producing a concert here in LA. It's called one love, which is a course of miracles. Um, messages and then um, singers, you know, um, musicians. And um, it was a very big project for me. And, and I got a little bit nervous. And I remember the day before the, the, the event, I was very nervous thinking about the concert. And I started to become very insecure about it. <laughs> and I remember being on my couch. And I remember being an observer coming like not out of my body, but like I just started to be very aware of my mind. And I realized, wow, I'm suffering or I'm scared because of thoughts that I'm having. I'm having thoughts that I'm not sure how the concert's going to be. I'm having thoughts of how the musician's going to be. I'm having thoughts about, is there anybody going to show up? So I started to become an observer and I was like, oh my God, this is coming from my mind. So now I need to change my thoughts. My thoughts are whoever's going to be there is going to be there. <laughs> my thought changed to the musicians are amazing. My thought is I'm here to serve and this is not a big deal. This is a concert that I'm doing out of much love. So let me enjoy this concert. Does that make sense? So I had to, in that moment, just change my mind. That's how I did it. And then I wasn't worried about it anymore. So it's about changing the story that's going on in our heads. That's correct. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's just a story and it's not even true. You know? And, and, we, and we believe it's true. Like for so long, you know, we, we believe that we are the story. We believe that we are an ego. So... Um, we, we fall into that trap. So we're like, oh, you know, this is just the way it's going to be. You know, I'm my ego and I have limited thinking and I need to suffer because I've been suffering every day of my life. And this is normal. We start to think it's normal. That's the crazy part. And it's not true. We don't need to. I know because I did it. I, I don't, I started to realize I don't need to suffer. This is not normal. What's normal is living in my worthiness. What's normal is feeling secure. What's normal is, is, is feeling that I am worthy of love. That is normal. The other thing is abnormal. <laughs> Maria, do you believe in destiny? Um, well, I would say I believe that what's supposed to happen is going to happen. 
you know, I believe that before we come into this body, we've already decided what's going to happen. It's already been done. Um, so I guess, yes, you know, if, if that's, if that's the question, destiny, it, it is, um, the destiny is a destiny that we created before we came into a body. So it's already done when we're going to get married, when we're going to get divorced, um, you know, what job we're going to have, who we're going to meet. It's already been planned out. Um, our spirit has planned it out for our awakening, you know, if we choose to awaken. Um, but the course would say that we can, we can, um, um, kind of uh, switch things around with our forgiveness. So as we're forgiving in the world, we could probably deviate suffering. So maybe something that we, that we had created that we're going to suffer in this lifetime, we might not suffer because we're, we're, we've decided to forgive. So we might um, not experience that suffering. Maybe you might not experience that car crash that was supposed to happen because, because you've been working on your forgiveness. So it's kind of like you can, you can create a detour. Although ultimately we're going, the, the destiny, the destination is going to be the same of whatever you chose before you, you, you decided to come into this body. If you were to pass on from this world, what would you like to be said about you? I would like to, <laughs> oh my God, that's such a great question. Um, that I was willing to be courageous and not fall for my ego and my grievances. And um, I was able to be authentic and real and raw about my life and, and my heart and my experiences and use them to help people understand that there is another way. So I would love for my life to be a symbol of, you know, you can go through all these things and you could suffer and, and you can have all these heartaches, although love prevails. So I want my life to be a symbol of that no matter what happens, the truth is, is that we are perfect child of God. And I would love to be a symbol of that because that's what I, I try to live every day. Great answer. Thanks very much. Thank you. Do you have any practical say, suggestions for someone who we say in an unhappy place in their lives at the moment? Absolutely. You know, a few things, you know, I could go over them quickly. One is let go of, of making things a big deal. Just like I gave um, the, the example earlier about if you get a letter in the mail of bad news or whatever it is, not make it a big deal. You know, that's the first thing that you're going to keep your happy. If, if you start to realize that things are not so real, like, oh my God, this is such a big deal. I think that that's what's giving me freedom and more happiness. Um, forgiveness. We talked about that today. You know, if you want to live a happy life, you must forgive. You must, um, the forgiveness that the Course in Miracles says, you know, remember the love you gave and the love that you received in the past. Um, trust, you know, when you are being trusting and you know that there's something with, within you, your inner self, your true self that's guiding and you trust the flow of life and you know that everything's exactly perfect, even if it looks imperfect, it's always perfect, you're going to be happy. So, you know, ev even if you're going through the worst time of your life or you're going through some heartache, I have one of my best girlfriends right now going through a very big heartache of a breakup and it sucks, you know, she's very sad. And I said, that's okay, that's exactly perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's, it's acceptance of that and trusting, okay, this will pass and I'm going to feel these sad feelings and eventually this is going to subside. But trusting and knowing that you are in, in the hands of Holy Spirit and doing it with Holy Spirit. So I would say trust. I would say letting go of the big deals, forgiveness, trusting are, are big keys to living your happy. And um, my book would probably be, be out in um, 2017. So um, all these kinds of things would be on there. And I'm also going to put in every chapter, um, l practical lessons that you can do so that you can live, live that happy. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm really excited to share that with the world. I look forward to reading it. Thank you, Miha. Thank you so much. And if people want to find me, you know, I'm at mariafelipe.org. I also offer all my talks free. They're free on YouTube. If you go to Maria Coconut TV, um, you can see all my talks there. I have about 200 videos, and each one is different. You know, I speak about relationships, about love, about living your happy, about forgiveness. So I have a lot of people that write me that they find them very, very helpful. So I hope that the audience today can 
I can be of service through those videos to them. That's great, Maria. It's been a pleasure talking to you and thanks so much for all your time today as well. Miho, thank you and thank you for everything you're doing. And I, I love it. I know that I can't see you, but I feel your energy. I really enjoyed having the chat. Me too. And I love your accent. Yeah. It's so cute. Thanks very much. Thanks. <laughs> it's so cute that I want to squeeze your face. Well, thanks for listening to another show of The Health Zone. Tune in next week for more exciting and interesting topics and guests in the areas of spirituality, relationships, finance, creativity, health, career and much, much more. In the meantime, check out and like our Facebook page on www.facebook.com forward slash The Health Zone Show or follow us on Twitter on the letter D Health Zone or log on to our website www.thehealthzoneshow.com If you subscribe to our mailing list on there, you will get The Health Zone Show delivered to your inbox every week and also you'll get a copy of our free book called How to Transform Your Health in 2016. Also, if you have any feedback on the show or if you would like to get in touch with us, our email is tunein at thehealthzoneshow.com Well, until next week, have a fantastic, healthy and happy week.